No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You could go on tour. You could. could. You could go to a shop. You could. You could do both of those things. Or you could kill two birds with one stone and get on the bus and go to shoptourbus.com and get yourself a Grateful Dead inspired t-shirt with a Grateful Dead song told in picture on it or a hoodie or a sticker or other amazing merch from our friends at Shop Tour Bus. Yeah, that's right. And they're hooking the No Simple Road family up with free shipping when you put in the promo code No Simple Road. All one word. That's right. You're going to get free shipping from our friends over at Shop Tour Bus. You're also going to get a one of a kind box with an all over printed one of their amazing logos on it. Or you can ask for a hand design one of a kind box. And some of you lucky folks out there are going to get a Grateful Dead bootleg. bootleg. That's in right. Your box. Yeah, that's right. A Who real- knows what year? Who knows what? set who knows anything but it's going to be fun it will be fun that's well, for sure and i love right now right now that if you go to their instagram at shop tour bus you will see that they're they're preparing everybody for this back to school thing that's getting ready to happen with back to school outfits for parents teachers kids and families who need a <laughs> boost as we prepare for tearful drop-offs new Aww. classroom nerves brave bus rides and the general high highs and low lows of returning to school boom there it is you could deck your kids out in all grateful dead stuff and they could start teaching the other kids at school about what grateful dead songs mean you could start them early man so go to shoptourbus.com put in the promo code no simple road all one word and get yourself hooked up Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. 
Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. I'm your genie in a bottle. No, you're not. No, it's not your genie. It's a genie. God, Apple. What if I wanted to be you're, your genie? You yeah, misquoted lyrics king. <laughs> I know, dude. But it's I kind of like your genie in a I bottle. I like switching it up. I'm <laughs> sick of the old boring, same old thing. Hey now, No Simple Road family. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hey, this is hey Aaron. now, this is Mel. And this is Apple Mel in a bottle. Her, <laughs> Mel got her song out, out of the way boop. right at the top of the show. Boop, boop, be doo ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a this, little Betty Boop. A little, oh. That's right. This week's guest is Patrick, Patrick from, from Cycles. Yeah. yeah. We are so stoked to have him on the show. You know, <clears throat> we didn't get to catch up with him at Peach Festival, which we was did sad, not. But we are going to be catching up with him at Camp, Camp Suds. Suds. That's right. Everybody, and Camp Suds is just around the corner. So make gross. sure that you make all of your plans. plans, buy your food, make sure your gear's intact, and go hit up Camp Suds. It's going to be a beautiful last weekend before we got to hunker down. And head into the holidays. That's right. They're right around the corner. You can go to spongemusic.com to get your tickets for Camp Suds, and that's going to be Cycles is Playing, Bodie Mojo, Sponge, Family Mystic, um, high gain theories doing a DJ set. There's there's a whole bunch of amazing yeah. Pacific Northwest stuff and cycles playing. I mean, this is going to be a hell of a weekend. Oh, and by the way, lest I forget, we are going to be no simple road. What? We're going to be po- what are we going to be podcasting about? I don't know. I still don't know. All right. Well, it's a mystery to all related, of us. I, I would think. <laughs> you Good, think? Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be. I think it'll be about aliens. I think it'll be about stuffed animals. Apple? It's going to be about chili recipes. Oh, that'd be fun. It's that time of year. A one-hour chili recipe set? Gardening techniques. There it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're going to be doing a live podcast with chili recipes, gardening techniques, and aliens involved. And, and how to you dress can, your gnomes. Yeah. Oh, and if you- uh, And singlets. 
<laughs> it's going to be a lot of things. Banana hammocks. So you can go to also go to nosimpleroad.com. There is a banner up on our webpage where you can click it and go get tickets. Click for, it and ticket. That's right. And look. You've, You're a you've, poet and didn't know it. You've had a busy I summer. I get it. But here's the thing. Or maybe you haven't. You're saving it up. Right. And this is the final hurrah. And we want to hurrah along with you and Cycles and Patrick and Bodie Mojo and Family Mystic and Sponge and all, all of our friends and family up here in the Pacific Northwest. So if you're part of the No Simple Road family and you aren't already going to Camp Suds, do it. You should see do Aaron's it. arms over here. He created like a force of wind. That was pretty dramatic. Saying that it was very dramatic. I'm a dramatic guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so you, you don't want to miss the hoorah. <gasps> you admitted it, babe, in front of everyone? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dang, Apple. So. Does anybody want to give them the lowdown on cycles? Give them the lowdown? Yeah, tell them what's going on, like their their tour schedule and all that stuff. Apple, it's usually your job. You're over there sleeping at the wheel. Well, I'll say this about um, cycles. It was a really incredible interview um, with Patrick. It really felt like he was in the room. Yeah, it did. It was a cute little interview, and it's been a while. We did this back in June. Yeah, they and... You know, before we got rolling and started recording, we were, you know, being respectful of Patrick and and the band and asking if it was cool to discuss the lineup change that recently happened with them. And we we really got into that. And it's really cool, the story and how everything came about and what's going on with them. I know that you guys are going to really, really dig this interview. And we did actually get into the Grateful Dead a little bit, too. In this mm. interview, talking about the influence of Jerry and the boys and, and how they have influenced our world. So, Apple, did you find it yet? Well, yeah, yeah. If I went to their site here. First of all, they did. They just, if you, you missed out on the Peach Festival and their performance, August 19th, so they've already put it out, is the Peach Fest video premiere. So you Heck can go yeah. over there and you can see their set from there. And then they are out on tour starting September 7th. Uh, they're going to be hitting Portland, Oregon at the Goodfoot. That would be cool. The Volcanic Theater Pub in Bend. And then Camp Suds. What, what? On oh, two, yeah. two performances on Friday night and on Saturday. What's the dates? Tell them. Oh, the dates are uh, Friday, September 9th and Saturday, September 10th. There it is. Then they're taking off. Hey, Brad, if you're at home, you might be able to catch them in Des Moines, Iowa or <laughs> Iowa City, Iowa. And then on to Chicago, Indianapolis, Kentucky, North Carolina, Georgia. And, and they're getting wow. out South yeah. Carolina, North Carolina, Asheville, like Missouri, a- Missouri, Michigan, Wisconsin, Colorado. Represent out there, No wow. Simple Road family. Look, if Cycles comes through your town and you haven't seen them yet, you should go see them. Yeah. Just based on our recommendation because it's this is not your typical jam band. This is... This is something different, everybody. And trust me when I tell you, it's a ride. You're going to enjoy the hell out of this. So, yeah, let's let's get them to the interview. Yeah. What do you guys say? I agree. Um, we got to do, do our business. business first. We do got to do the business. Go to nosimpleroad.com, and you can get yourself No Simple Road merch there. You could see yourself if you were at Peach or yeah. Northwest String Summit. There's a picture gallery up there. If we took your picture, it's up there on nosimpleroad.com. Also, you can get a tarot reading by Mel and I, a one-hour reading, reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. And um, yeah, what else? Help me out. Um, you can call the Tepid Line, which is 971-808-1524. And you can do like the following people have and leave 
any number of things, a show recap, a recipe idea, a best friend story, You know what? We have a couple of call-ins from the Tepid line, and I'm going to finish the business before I play them because we have a question. Oh, oh yeah, so I don't want to ruin the yes, rest of okay. the business. Okay, question. so just stay tuned for our Tepid Line calls. Um, another thing that you can do is hit the five star on Apple Podcasts and let us know that you love it. Also, throw a few words on there like, hey, cool pod, or hey, Mel, shut up in the beginning, or <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to say. Just put it on there and we'll love every second of it and we'll talk about it and it'll help other people who are trying to find super cool podcasts find out about ours. And that's the most important thing that we ask too is that you tell somebody you love, you know, even if you don't love them, if you like them, just tell them about our show. There's something for everybody, even your mom and dad. That's true. That is absolutely true. And look, here's the other thing that's super important with No Simple Road. Costs us money to do the show and we need your help. Go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is how listeners of No Simple Road are able to monetarily support the three of us and help us to continue to put out episodes and give you somewhere to hang out and something to listen to. If you're somebody that listens to the show every week and you've never thought about supporting us through Patreon, think about it for a minute and then go do it because you can do as little as a dollar. You can do as much as you want, obviously, but even a dollar helps us and keeps us going. So please consider it, you guys. It's the way that we continue to keep doing this and we need your help. And I just want to say a quick Thank you so much to Connor B. That's we got I, okay. to meet you um, the other night at Goose yeah, in man. downtown Portland. And he is a Chan donator. And I just want to say it was, it wouldn't have been the same without him yep. that night. He was such a light and such good energy. And to know that he is supporting us monetarily and when we go out, it just made me like as happy as I could possibly. And that, be. that was super special. We got, we hung out the entire time, got a boogie together. It was just super special. Thank yep. you so much, Connor. Love you, Connor. And you're hit me up, man. Come over and hang out at the house sometime. Um, it was super cool meeting you. So yeah, that's, and, and that on the back end, we got to see him at goose. You'll get that on the back end here after the interview, we will give you a little goose recap. Yeah. So stay tuned after the interview. Like Apple said, that's how no simple road works. There's two parts. There's an interview and then we hang out and talk afterwards. So don't leave when the interview's over. Cause there's more and Hey everybody, we love you. You guys are awesome. You are the best listeners in the world. You are the best family anybody could ever have. And you know, when we go to shows and we meet you, like when we met Connor the other day, it just like reiterates what an amazing group of people you all are and how lucky we are to have you all listening to the show. And it means the world to us to have you come say hi and give us hugs and dance with us at shows. It's the best fucking feeling in the world. So I just hope you all know how much it means to us and that. that. And one last thing before, before we get you to the interview here, make sure to go over to check out cyclestheband.com is their website and then cycles at cycles music on Instagram, get over there, follow them. And then you can see what they're up to. Yep. And also we're going to play you those tepid line call-ins now. So give me just a second to get this queued up one sec. Hey, uh, Aaron, Apple and Mel, uh, just wanted to call in first time, long time. And, uh, my question is, uh, do you like pina coladas? <laughs> I will. <laughs> take my answer off the air. <laughs> All right. 
Well, well, we'll we're not going to gonna listen to the, the yeah, we're not going to listen to your request for off the air because it wouldn't be any fun. No, he said he's going <laughs> to take his answer off the air. Oh, like, like he's going to hang up and we're going to continue talking. It's never mind. Oh, I meant like oh, I thought okay. he meant like don't talk about it on air. No, no, let no, no. me know no, behind the that's scenes. That's not what that meant. It could be sensitive <laughs> subject matter that we so, don't talk about. That's very apropos yeah. of that question because uh, I actually like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. Um, how about you, Mel? I am much into health food and I do like yoga. Okay. Apple? I love pina coladas. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, I, I they actually, are yes. fantastic. I mean, pina what you talk are about my a drink that makes you feel good and everything. That is mm, right up there. Think Always about the delicious. Perfectly slushied pina colada with that slice of pineapple on the side with the cute little twirly straw. In a great big vat. That's what I think of. Think about the end of a <laughs> goose show when you've had the best time of your life and goose comes out and plays Do You Like Pina Colada? Because, yeah, because there is a fan holding up the Play the Pina Colada song the whole time and that's how they decided to close it out. And man, it was a blast. And one of my favorite things was Ben. <laughs> He was like so sprung on Goose and how they have really upped their game since we've seen them. And he was going so scholarly on this whole said, thing. This is this is very, very close to jam band perfection. <laughs> I loved everything Ben had to say about Goose. But yes, we I think we all three of us were a pina colada fans well oh, yeah. I, i'd even say one of my favorite pina coladas i ever had i can remember this goes back many years ago being in hawaii and getting it served in Dang. a pineapple yes. that was hollowed out that came with like the lid kind of askew with an umbrella and all these things like i mean that is a very refreshing beverage i i, <laughs> I very much appreciate the question it is definitely apropos of the weekend that we just had at goose downtown here in portland and you'll what hear- weekend did we have babe a fun one with Goose Oh, here in Portland, downtown. An evening yes, with Goose? That's what they say. But we're going to recap that after this interview with Patrick from Cycles. That's so right. Whoever you are that called in and said long time listener, <laughs> first time caller and asked us that wonderful thank question. Thank you so much. I, I don't drink alcohol and pina colada is one of the few virgin drinks that I will go for. That is still fantastic. Yeah. Yes. So oh, you don't yeah. have to have alcohol in a pina colada. And it is the perfect capper for a night of goose. So. I wish we would have thought to do that after goose. That would have been Ooh. amazing. All right. We're going to have to do it over again. So <laughs> here Come we back, go. Goose. Yeah, hurry up and get back here, Goose, so we can have pina coladas after the show. All right? <laughs> um, yeah, let's get them to the interview. All right. So without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Patrick, Patrick from, from Cycles. Cycles.
think we're good. What's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just hanging at home, working on some music. We made it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for uh, for letting me reschedule. Oh, brother, I told you, man, it's all good. I'm not going to say it, anything because something will disappear. But yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Well, I hope hope you're able to get all your stuff back or, or new new things. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting new stuff. That that was really fucking weird. I'm Aaron, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, nice to meet you guys. And this is Mel. And then I'm Apple. Hey, and Apple. Oh, nice to meet you. What is it, Al? Hey, Apple. Apple. Yeah, oh, a- Apple. Apple nice like computer. You. Yeah, it's my last name. It, it's actually I like that, that you name. go to computer and not the fruit. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. It's just because of the time. People know them just as well, I think. Room. Even kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was going to say that the what you, you, you have... As Aaron said the other day, you you had the best excuse ever for for <laughs> for a no show. When he told us, we were like, "Oh, okay, Makes that's sense." What what uh, what show were you at? I was at Dead and Co. the first night in Boulder Folsom Field. Okay, what did what did you think? I thought it was great. Um, I I like the other one, Jam, and uh, I I thought the second night looked really good. Yeah, the. The drum. I heard drums from the show that you were at, and holy shit, man! They're they're going places with that. It's different. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say the drums because I, I it's kind of hard to explain, but it was totally awesome. Yeah, I mean they. <laughs> well, they said they said Mickey got a whole bunch of new toys in between tours. Oh, really? He's I didn't got, know. He's that. got some new rainbow De- Dean. Uh, Grateful Dean. Grateful Dean's reviews. He was like, he's like, all I know is Mickey's got all kinds of. He's wearing the batter's gloves again. He's got all kinds of new toys. Some rainbow thing he's shaking. <laughs> he's playing the. He's playing his hi hat, which really gets me excited when they mic his hi hat and he starts playing it again, and like they're all in good form. <laughs> Patrick, absolutely. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself for the people that are listening, brother? Um, okay. So yeah, I'm, I play guitar. My name's Patrick. Um, I'm in the band cycles and yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for spending time with us, man. It's, uh, it's cool. Cause we're all kind of doing the same shit this summer, at least a little bit, you know, we're going to be at camp suds together. We're going to be yeah. at peach together. It's, it's shaping up to be a hell of a summer. You know, you guys feeling the, the rush of busyness too. So we are just now starting to feel it because rehearsals start this week for Beanstalk Festival this mm. weekend. And Peach is the following weekend. So we're going to try to get as, as much rehearsing time in as we can. It feels good to be back at it, huh, man? Yeah, that's and I kind of forget uh, every time until it, it happens. And then I'm like, oh, man, I'm just so glad this this is this is back on again, you know? Mm. Tell me about it. How old is Cycles, Patrick? Uh, So we started, let's see, our first show was like August of 2015. Okay. And we uh, we started touring uh, about a year later. And yeah, yeah. So is, like we were talking about before I started recording, the, the lineup that is now is not the original lineup. You guys lost your your bass player. Can you tell us, talk to us a little bit about what happened and what caused the change? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I really haven't had a 
um, a chance to like to talk about it because uh, and just only at you know face to face with with fans at uh, other shows and stuff I was at. Um, so and I just got off the phone with Tucker maybe two days ago and we talked for like an hour and and uh, so I'm I'm kind of up to date with like what's going on. Okay, but um, but yeah, so basically you know we toured from 2016 until the pandemic started in 20 in 2020 so in 2016 when we first started we were playing like pizza places in denver and uh little you know small little bars all around the country for a while and then started to get bigger gigs like with pigeons dope pod um uh, papadozio talk spafford we were playing with all those guys and it was sweet. And, uh, and then 2019, we, we, uh, we opened for Umphreys at the Fillmore and it was right. It was about like two or three months before the, the first COVID case or not the first COVID case, but the first that when they shut down the NBA basically. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's when, you know, the whole break started and we started working on an album and we, we finished it and it's, it's getting released July 22nd. Oh, yeah. uh, but throughout that, the time off, you know, it was the first time that we had had off like extensively in four years, four or five years or something. Um, and, and like, you know, we were doing a hundred shows a year and touring just, you know, isn't for, for everybody, you know? And, yeah. and I, I wanted Tucker to, to keep touring and keep doing it and just to kind of, put put aside whatever was making him not really want to go on the road as much mm -hmm. and that's kind of selfish to do that so um we we talked and he suggested lucas and i kind of felt i was it was a little bittersweet you know but i was really happy that lucas was the person he suggested because he can outplay me on the guitar oh shit so when i when i hear him on the <laughs> bass I'm, I'm like, holy fuck, man, it, you are so good. And it, it just, it, it feels like as like the best thing we could have done. And honestly, kind of like blessed, you know? So, cause you know, at the end of the day, if you don't want to be, if you, if you can't be there mentally, and even if you really want to, you know, it's just, it's not going to be good. And we, we, we've always wanted to put the best, play the best shows. So. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, the being on the road, that life is, it's it ain't for everybody, like you said, man. And and I mean, I guess that speaks to Tucker's, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his understanding of himself to know that like, hey, I, I can't fucking keep doing this, man. This is not good for me. And like, and I think that's doubly cool that instead of being like, hey, I'm, I'm out. He was like, hey. Here's How the, here's the dude that, that can take my place and, and can fill the shoes that I've left here. That's super dope, man. What it, me and Aaron both noticed too, listening to, listening to like the change. I mean, cause you gotta, basically I, I found out by watching YouTube videos of recent performances and being like, that's a different dude. <laughs> and then kind of looked into it, saw your post back in March on Instagram and stuff. And me and Aaron immediately noted like, like it seems like Lucas has like jazz training or something his runs and stuff like like, like tucker is badass like that the slapping and like kind of less clay pool and stuff like that and then lucas is like yeah. <laughs> all over we're like neck. holy shit 
So it, yeah, it's a huge change up. Has it has it been difficult but, for you to to adjust to the difference in style? Um, you know, uh, it it's because he has some of those jazz chops. Uh-huh. Uh, Luke and I love like fusion and stuff, and we fit. He fit right in. Right on. Oh, that's cool, man. That's that's the best you could possibly hope for. And and like, you know, you said that before the pandemic, you guys are playing a hundred shows a year is the, is your schedule coming back to that level? Are you, are you pushing to get back to that? Or are you, do you have a different view? Well, th- yeah, yes. And, and that's, that's why, you know, we decided to keep going because when you get a brand like we have and you start to get gigs, like we, you know, we're starting to get before the pandemic <clears throat> and like, well, we, you know, peach fest and beanstalk, that's like a dream come true for, for us, you know? So that's nothing you want to let go of mm-hmm. if you don't have to. And more so it's just, we really want to be there. So um, yeah, the, uh, the tours are, are, are we're in the works and you'll start to see some, some show announcements here pretty soon. Right cool. on. Yeah. You know, one of the things that like, besides peach and you guys being there and us being there, I, I love, what you guys do it's different than 90 percent of the music that we listen to and it's uh i mean obviously it's got a harder edge to it and but you guys are on the same bills with a lot of the bands that are in the jam band world and uh why do you think that is patrick like what do you think the the reason is that you guys are being put together with that um, well, I think that when you start a band, uh, it's not so easy to get shows and get gigs as you think, you know, you have this idea that, oh, you're going to be putting a couple of years in and then in a matter of time, you'll just be on the big stages. Right. It's not always how it works because, you know, when you find these, these people that, you know, that, that can get you into their venues or get you on big festivals you do, you kind of want to run with those, you know, and mm-hmm. it just so happens that the jam scene where a lot of those people that were running all those shows are like people that I were, I was friends with and just went to fish shows with and stuff like that, you know? And so that's who I played for. And those who showed up at my shows mm-hmm. are, it, at it, the yeah. cycles gigs. So right. it's kind of how, well, that's how I, I put you when you said like, to me, the perfect bill with you guys of opening for somebody is Umphreys McGee. Fuck. Yeah. You you have that eclectic mix of it. It's like that song I just heard like 30 different influences in it. It went from like metal to a tease of this to this and that and everything. And that's it's like Umphreys stands by themselves too. You can't really put them anywhere. It's like we're Umphreys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are cycles. Somebody says, what kind of music is cycles? I'm like, you got to just listen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, listen and be guys. ready for it to change throughout it and go on a journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that is that something that was intentional when you started the band to to have it be like that, or is this just what's coming out? Um, well, when we first started, I was put I was kind of more um it was just three of us, so I was kind of pushing for more of a a light-hearted edge, uh, not as not as edgy, more light-hearted, right? Like Steve Kimock or something, right? I don't know, and 
you know, because I love the Grateful Dead and Fish and love jazz and just love, you know, uh, some easy listening and stuff or whatever. But uh, the um, psychedelic music. But uh, Tucker was the other way. And we we had this dynamic that was really special because Tucker w- wanted to play the heavy stuff and his the music that he wrote was kind of heavy. So, you know, when it came time to like play these shows, you know, oh, I, you know, I'd add my ambience and then he'd, he'd have his super heavy vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. So we had a cool dynamic and it, we didn't know it was going to be like that. I, I didn't see that coming at all. The, the heaviness, you know, yeah. it just, it just came, you know, after uh, we, we used to practice a lot. We all lived together for four years the first crew the first uh band and then the first and then when wood left we got Colin. but i will say now the new album that's coming out on the 22nd of july is like our best work yet and reminds me of like tool meets steve i um, and ha- has like i mean it is beyond anything we've ever made and so i'm wow. really happy we completed it and finished it and uh i hope you guys like it what's the name of the album terraform oh, i love okay. it okay okay yeah it's so this um album was with tucker but <laughs> you're okay right on oh, yeah cool. yeah no tucker and i tucker wrote all the lyrics to the album and i wrote all the music and i think tucker uh composed um one song on the album and then uh one instrumental and and it's dude it it's just a mix of you know fusion and and metal and um yeah i mean <laughs> i love the like, look on your like face really good guitar sh- playing i guess <laughs> i mean shreddy like you know my i say our best work but we all have said it too you know it's like we took a hundred two hundred takes on some of these stuff wow. so oh, wow. oh shit when you're in the studio and you i've always wondered this man because i play guitar by no means am i a you know amazing musician but i can carry a tune at a campfire or whatever and i've always wondered like when you're in the studio and you're doing take after take like that i would i would imagine it feels like saying the same word over and over again like you know how if you say the same fucking word over and over again it starts to lose its meaning and not sound like a word anymore does it feel like that when you're doing 100 takes of something yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> straight up, it does. Yes. How do you how do you it's, find you the like? Gotta keep going. Yeah. How do you find the like meaning in it after fifty? It's just like everything else. Anything else? I mean, people get really deep into that. Like um, session guys, you know. Like um, I know Larry Carlton like lived on the beach and just had t- tapes sent to him, and he just played. That's pretty cool life. Fuck yeah! Um, so you start to master. Master of the art of just chilling out and and taking breaks, I guess. Okay. Um, but I but I think that the some people have talked about how the first few takes, like the first take, is like the real deal, you know. So like, yeah. If you're warmed up, and then you you go out to dinner and then come back, and you do the take mm-hmm. while you're still warmed up, that's probably your best bet. Okay. Oh wow. And then you, if you're sitting there for hours taking them you know you really gotta reel it in you know it's tough yeah okay i i can just imagine like by the time that's over you're like okay i never want to play that again <laughs> i never i never ever want to hear those yeah no you just gotta give it give it a couple a week or two or something yeah. you know so you know you say it's it's your best 
work to date. And what I always wonder is, I don't, how do I ask this? Like, is it music that you would go out and purchase or listen to on your own if you weren't in the band? Like, could you put it on and enjoy it as its own thing? Or are you sitting there picking it apart while you're listening to it? Um, you know, like I, I, I think I would listen to it for sure. I think it has all checks, all the boxes on, on everything for me. And, you know, it all started out as stuff that I'm, that I make at home. Like I'm sitting at my home studio right now, you know, and, uh, the stuff that I make at home, I listen to. So I liked, I thought some of this stuff actually would work with cycles as well. So I was really happy with the way all this came out. And definitely I've listened to it over the course of two years, Mm -hmm. just over, you know, and slowly taking things away and added things. And Tucker was a part of the process for a massive chunk of it. And our, and our drummer, Luke stone is a badass engineer with a home recording studio. That is so dope. And, killed it killed the whole process for us so so you yeah, didn't we're really grateful for that you didn't have to go like pay for studio time somewhere you got to do this all diy yeah oh, right fuck. on yeah right on man the total control no rushing yeah that's the way to do it mm-hmm. wow how how is the um you're in colorado right yep yeah and what are you in denver I'm just outside of Boulder. Oh, okay. So there's a, the music scene there is insane. Like that's Mecca for the world that we're all in. Is it, is it difficult to like in a city that has that much music going on all the time? Is it hard to carve out like a, a niche for yourself in that? Um, I think that today, uh, I think it's less, about the, how good the music is and how good your agent is oh. and you know and that is something i've i've experienced and learned just through having a good agent and having and and and, and you know we we um we've been blessed just because even though the music's original mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to take you super far mm-hmm. so you've got to make, make sure that um, you, you're, you're working on your, uh, business skills, marketing skills, whatever it is that you got to do communication, like just make sure you're getting in with these people and taking whatever gigs, you know, you can for, you know, cause I know that we took every gig for a while and that was how we got our management and agency was they came up to us after shows. So for other up and coming bands, I'd suggest if you really believe in your music, just take every gig you can get, get for a little while. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if, if you're passionate about what you're doing and like you said, if you believe in, in your music and I think that's true with life and anything else, like well, right practice, right? It's just like practicing your instrument. The more you do it and the more you get on stage and the small venues, big venues, medium venues, outdoor, like, you kind of get a feel for people and how to entertain them in those different areas. And then, you know, agents are like, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're killing it. They're let's bring them on. It's kind of interesting yeah. that you say that though, because I've thought that myself, like some with certain things, like if you are marketed properly, 
you can sound or look a lot better than you are. Mm. Not to take anything away from like true talent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like maybe somebody that's on the same playing field but doesn't do what you were saying, taking those opportunities to kind of play as much and be seen. That one that does those kind of like, you know, groundwork, they get the spot as opposed, you know, they get the uh, summer camp spots, they get the peach spots, they, you know, the beanstalk spots. Right on. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you'll, you'll notice that, you know, some of these people who don't play very good will look amazing. (laughs) <laughs> and it will dress amazing, <laughs> but, um, but, but, um, I'm, you know, I'm just kidding, but, but yeah, um, it's important to be professional as you can. I mean, you know, the thing with, with the, uh, as loose as we've been, you know, I've had to learn kind of, uh, how to, um, <clears throat> just be on point in that way. Just don't wear shorts on stage. I remember that lesson Casey Russell from magic beans taught me like five years ago or whatever, but, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I love that. it's uh, it's it's the stuff like that that builds your confidence and stuff like that too. Mm. And people, you're right, people see that and they're like, let's bring these people on. Yeah, for sure. But, no, oh, I'm yeah, curious. That, I'm curious about that. And the oh, no sure. shorts, just because it's like I I work I work for a boss who doesn't allow us to wear shorts because he says nobody can take somebody seriously. Like as a business person, when you're in shorts, it's like kind of the same thing. Like you're you're just too casual going out in shorts. I, you know, there's, and exactly. And yeah. I think that, you know, there's a, I just learned about like row, row, row your boat, that song, you know about that? No. How it's like the, the, uh, it, like that's the boat's about basically like your life. You like kind of like the row Jimmy thing. And okay. like, you have to keep rowing. You can't just stop. And, uh, like if you put the, like the life that you put into building the ship and the building the boat, basically is part of the whole craft like it's not just the music you know it's not just the music or it's not just whatever you're doing in life it's like you really have to put your all into it and then it starts to come out and through the music it becomes alive and i think uh that's i somebody was comparing that to building the ship and uh and all that but uh yeah i mean definitely there's a lot to learn from all those experiences well i've heard a cool saying if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. <laughs> no shit, and right? I mean, that's kind of like a simple way to be like every, as much as you can keep yourself on point health wise, f- physically, mentally, um, you know, aesthetically. And of course for you, your craft, you know, you got to keep that up. And the minute you let it slide, cause you're fine with it is the minute that anything, you know, like you were saying about confidence, that kind of stuff, when you, don't practice or you don't look your best those like dwindle your confidence just Mm -hmm. a little bit to mess with your head when you're you're playing absolutely absolutely yeah if you're if you're all in your head and feeling you know self-conscious yeah and you walk up on stage you're not shorts on (laughs) rip the killer solo you're gonna you know you're in your head and it you know what's funny about? Oh, can I just say one thing about yeah. shorts? What? I think Jamaica or like somewhere like that yeah, would okay. be fine. <laughs> well, then I feel like I should apologize. You would think 
<laughs> you would think. <laughs> you, you, you would think, but no. There's huh? no exceptions. No exceptions All to right. that rule. Well, I feel like I owe Patrick apology because I am wearing shorts today that <laughs> that rarely ever happen. Uh, Aaron uh, used to get on me. Know. Okay, oh, you okay. can't see yours. You can see my. We have a rule like dress, Almost. dress. You know, dress more professionally. But today was our first warm day in portland oregon you know and i came home like hot and everything he couldn't Summer. wait to, he couldn't I wait to sh- share those legs. i was like i'm sorry i gotta put on my basketball shorts i'm freaking you know it's fitting over here i need to chill out fucking so this isn't the normal so way to go apple yeah i know everything else. Looking all unprofessional or just be like, yeah, yeah what's up dude? What's up? <laughs> it's funny though man like we're talking about all this and like i think to myself like my 18 year old self going to a dead show or going to see Metallica play or whatever. Like I thought, and, and maybe this is different, but like, I thought that for sure they're all high all the time. Like those guys don't know anything about business. They're just musicians. They kind of just appear on stage. And then when the show's over, they disappear and go back to Saturn or where the fuck they live. And I, I never understood that like, the business part of the music industry, music business, or like, especially for an up and coming band or a band that isn't the grateful dead or Metallica or whatever you've, you're running the show. It's up to you. Like a lot of you guys are booking your own gigs. Like you're the ones that are driving the van from show to show. You don't have a fucking driver and a Prevo like it. And so you, you're forced to either, Start taking care of yourself and learn the business part of this thing or quit or have it eat you alive. You have to rise to the occasion. Right? I mean, there doesn't seem to be there's any in between, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I think um, strategy is definitely a good way to not burn out if you're Mm -hmm. starting up a band. Um, With the way that gas prices are and inflation Mm -hmm. in this country is out of hand for someone driving a van around. I think, um, I think that if <clears throat> you're able to look at it as, you know, um, like a business early on, uh, it will help because in the, in this whole, in the bu- music business, you know, the, it's kind of pay to play, you know, the more money that you have, the more cooler lights you can work with. Mm. And if your music's good, then you, can have a, a, a cool you know dynamic you, you know mm-hmm. you're putting money into the production because you believe in how awesome it sounds and you know this the songs the show's going to be better because of it yeah and so if you're able to find a way to, to generate that money or you're blessed enough to have a bunch of it then <laughs> i mean you know then then you're in business yeah technically but but uh but i think that a lot of bands don't realize that and um I think it's really important to when you have those uh, those moments where you're on big stages and stuff like that to not just, you know, brush those off as just like, oh, we'll get another one. You know, always make sure, you know, they're getting filmed, got the best lights, got the best stuff, not wearing shorts, got the best everything, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, I think that's the so, way to go. Make sure you seize the opportunities. At, you were, were you feeling like this at the very beginning of cycles? Like I want to go forward. Cause I mean, 2015, then t- start touring in 2016. That's pretty quick. So it's like within a year or a year, like you felt like before 2015, that's what you wanted to do as far as like for a career. Oh yeah. I, without a doubt. You knew. 
you say that so fast. What do you remember? Like, well, that's why I was, I was going to say, let's yeah. get personal. Anyway, we're curious about like when you picked up the guitar, like your background. When did you start playing? When did you realize, you know, what you're going to do? Um, so I think that, uh, well, I, I was kind of like naturally, um, I picked up the guitar, not immediately fast. It was in 1998. I was like seven years old, 99. And it wasn't like overnight. It was like a two year thing, you know, but when I get, when I hit that, that moment where I was playing stairway to heaven and all that stuff, you know, you're like, Holy shit, this is, this is awesome. So, uh, about 97, late nineties, and I saw Aerosmith for the first time, like when I was in like fifth grade and uh, I was like, you know, sold out 20,000 people and the people that gave me their second row tickets. So I was a huge fan. Wow. So just the combination of those two things, I think that made me want to want to do it. But that was early on, you know? Yeah. So. So what was your first like experience with going to a show in psychedelics? Uh, let's see. Um, well, I, I, you know, I fished and, you know, Dave Matthews when I had a young age, you know, but, but, uh, the first real experience was fast Eddie. You remember that dude? Like the yes. old deadhead? Yes. So yeah, he, he dosed me at a further show like 2010 and oh, when I was like 19 and it was the, the coolest, best set list ever, man. And I think that was really like an inspirational kind of thing too dude that's like that's like deep roots old school grateful dead family like that dude, oh yeah oh that dude was old on tour when i was on tour <laughs> <laughs> no he's got good stuff i think he died he died a few years ago man like yeah he passed yeah. on i saw they that's you know you think about this like <clears throat> this is going to sound silly to some people but whatever like in uh, in Buddhism, the the monks have like a lineage, right? Like, um, they pass on the lineage from the elder monk to the younger monks by like they lay their hands on them and like chant, and then that lineage is passed energetically to that next generation, and that's what that is, as far as I'm concerned. Like when you have an older head, take a younger head like that and dose you at a fucking further show. Not all the time, but sometimes that is, that's a passing of the torch of like, I'm going to make sure that this kid sees the magic tonight. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what he did. I mean, he snuck me in the show (sighs) and, and, you know, like, cause he, you know, couldn't take no for an answer. I I said, no, I'm not going. And he didn't like that, you know? (laughs) So Did, did you know him before this? No. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That's old school shit right Whoa. there, man. Yeah, that's real. That's funny. Wow. All right. <laughs> that, well, that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. You like got handpicked out of like, like, like him. Yeah. Well, and those further shows, man, back then were smoking hot. Like, I was just about to say smoking, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you remember. Well, hopefully most of the set list, like you, have you gone back and listened to that over and over again? Oh, I listened to it <laughs> over and over. Like I still do. And when I show people the set list, 
they're like, holy shit. Um, Cause I, it, w- it just had everything. Um, it was one of those nights they played it all. Um, kind of like the, the second night at Dead & Co. If you look at those yeah. in Boulder the other night. It's such a trip to me to think that like that's still going on and and it's brand new again for a lot of people because of Dead and Company. Like people like to talk a lot of shit. I've talked a lot of shit in the past, but you know what, man? Like at the end of the day, that thing is still happening and that magic is still happening. And there's people that are being exposed brand new right now to that thing because of that band. And like, I, they're responsible for so much music out in the, I'm not just talking about like Grateful Dead music. I'm talking about cycles, like responsible for so much music out in the world, that tree and the branches that have come off that tree are so huge. It's crazy to even think about. <laughs> yeah, their I mean their music always just really hits home like in the, the best time, you know, when you really yeah. need them, you know. Like I've seen Fish, I just saw them my two hundredth show. Oh, so, right on. <laughs> so they're that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, the Grateful Dead, when you hear their their music when you really need it, you know, when you're your your low points or when you really need some music that's always been the same every time you know like uh nostalgic music they're 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 up there like with the beatles you know and they're totally incredible yeah so patrick go ahead oh i was just gonna say i kind of for me that that kind of works like that like when i when i dead to me is like consoling and that warm blanket it can help you deal with depression and emotions fish is when you're ready to just fucking jam it's like I'm putting on fish because I'm ready to have a good fucking time. Yeah, so and, I was going to ask for you, what is fish? Because you're like, fish is a whole different thing, which I completely, totally agree. But how do you put that in words? How do you like, how do you become, you know, the one that's like, come to this fish show with me? I'm not taking no for an answer. What would you say? Like, why would you take me to this show? Uh, Well, I, I think because it's kind of like with them, it's kind of like a, especially now more than ever when they've been doing these 30 plus minute jams. Um, it's kind of like if you were to see like a UFO or something, you know, like you see the UFO and then you, you're trying to go home and tell the people, but they're just like, <laughs> they don't care. But <laughs> they don't believe you. And, and it, you have to like see pictures of the UFO to like remember, cause it was so awesome and so detailed and, like that's just what some of the really good nights are with, with with fish. Like they're 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 so special because it's it's a a really unique thing, you know. Kind of like uh, when they do split open and melt and uh. stuff like that. Now they've been playing for so long that it's almost like they just go down this hole and just keep going all the way down, almost like Dark Star, mm-hmm. like or something, you know. And it's pretty magical that the band like that, just kind of like the Dead, is just still rocking after all these years and you see people freaking out. It's just inspiring. I mean, you know, yeah, Yeah, it's inspiring. I bet to a younger musician that the, you can have a 20, 30 plus year career and not be boring, still be relevant, not be derivative of yourself. Still be be exactly innovating and still having new people. Cause 
think about how much, how hard that is when like, for example, McDonald's, it's random, right? McDonald's has a core group of people to, for new people to know about McDonald's is very rare because they've been around for so long, but fish, same thing. They've been around for so long, but new, they're still having new people coming to them and, you know, like where the heck and how the heck can you sustain this newness and this freshness over a lifetime of playing, but they do it Mm -hmm. somehow in more than just do it. They like slay it. It's incredible. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this like a couple of weeks ago, actually, like what the difference is and, and between the dead and fish. And I think for me, like kind of like Apple said, the dead was extremely personal and like at a time in my life when I was really fucked up and taking a lot of drugs and just out of my head, they kind of put me back together again. Like the music kind of put me back together and like with a dead show, if you're there, you're going to feel the magic. It's, it's very difficult. You would have to try to not have it happen for you at a show. But fish, like for me, was confusing for a very long time. I didn't get it. It would sound like I liked the jams, but I couldn't stand the lyrics. Like I was like, this is fucking nonsense, man. I don't want to listen to that. We said it. We always hear that too, like an inside joke. Like, yeah. like what the fuck yeah. are they talking about? I don't get this. <laughs> but once you're on the inside of that thing, when it finally catches you or you catch it, whatever that is at a fish show, it's as that magic is as potent and real and alive as any dead show. It's just, there's a barrier to entry to the fish thing. There's a, there's a thing there in the way that you got to like, I don't know what it was. I get past myself or fucking shut the fuck up. I like, I like that I don't too. know what it was. It's like when you finally catch the fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. Wow. I'm sorry about them, Patrick. They're they're getting up in their years and they're, you know, that was just kind of dad joking. I've never heard that before. Like when you finally catch the fish is pretty much what he said. It's It's true. true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much more, it's very much much inside. And, uh, but I've had, I had that moment at, at, at the gorge that, rivals any dead show experience i ever had like during prince caspian and and farmhouse of all songs like (laughs) completely mind blown like how did i not hear this like this you know what i mean and those those moments are everything well he he said the you said the other day too when we were talking about that like it's a lot easier to turn people on to the grateful dead because our music is more understandable, approachable. Like we, we were talking about Sin and uh, Nate. You're, you're, you're like, you're, oh shit, I haven't been saying. He hasn't. He he's never seen fish, and he's gonna go see fish at Dicks with us. He's never, you know, he's older like us. He's never really got into him. So Aaron's been sending. You can't start off by sending him like Yim or something <laughs> like that because they're just gonna be like, what the the hell is going on here? I don't understand it's this. It's a cacophony. Yeah, you got to pick very carefully from the catalog of fish of what you think is going to 
catch your friend's attention or something. Grateful Dead's a little different than that. If yeah, it's a it's like an acquired taste for sure. Yeah, totally. yeah. Two hundred shows though, you've acquired the taste for sure. <laughs> I mean, I dude, I definitely feel you. Like you know, with the with the Dead, like it was definitely more into them first, and like the jams for Fish, but just yeah, some, it just took a while. I think I think like. Mike song and Fluffhead and some of those songs are like the first like other tunes I liked. Yeah, that we we Mel and I just did the MSG run in April, and uh, I think it was on the third night, either third or fourth night. The they, last night they did Fluffhead, and I've heard that song a thousand times. Like whatever, I'm fucking bawling during mm-hmm. Fluffhead. I'm like, oh shit! It, like there's there's certain ones that once you finally get it it's and and i think that i don't know for me it makes it so satisfying when you've heard a song a whole bunch of times and you thought you knew what it meant or it meant one thing to you and then you hear it and it really like it hits you right here and the the emotion comes through and then you're like oh fuck that's the best man (laughs) We should go back to cycles oh, yeah. though, because yeah, no. um, I, <laughs> because we're talking about these other bands which we all love and they're great. But before, because we're coming up to an hour, and I just want to say before we leave, I want to hear about Luke, and I want to like kind of intro him and every all everybody in the band that wasn't here, and kind of give him like yeah. a little little bio of who you're playing with. Um. Well, yeah, and then hopefully we can talk. We can talk to them in person. At yeah. The, at- at- Oregon. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Wherever, any place. Uh, but, yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're all going to be at Camp Suds okay. together. Right on. Totally. I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. So Luke, I mean, he's, you kind of want to run down on who he is and yeah, what's like, yeah. let's hear for whoever's listening. Let's hear who's in cycles and what their deal is. Okay. So yeah, it's just three of us. Um, there's a uh, Luke, um, and he's, you know, he's, he's been playing drums for a while, uh, but has like this Jeff Sype, like Carter Bothard kind of sound. Oh, wow. He's kind of like Chris Myers meets Jeff Sype. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's kind of got this uh, fusion-y, groovy thing, but um, he definitely has the most like jazz chops of anyone, any drummer we've had before. Okay. Uh, but he has a, like, kind of a heavy hitting style so it's not like billy martin jazz it's like um like billy cobham like jazz you know so uh it's uh rock progressive rock jazz kind of style is his style okay yeah uh, yeah so and the what's the new bass player's name lucas lucas lucas, lucas. and yeah and he's He's got, a, like, do you want me to talk about him, too? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah bring yeah. Lucas in. <laughs> yeah, no, so Lucas, he's, like, on tour somewhere with, like, Lucas Parker Band, which is his band. He's a guitarist also and a and singer. Um, and, man, this guy can play. I mean, he just plays his freaking ass off. It's it's incredible. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, I didn't even know he played bass. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like – figuring this out and then we had some rehearsals i'm like dude this is insane and and just like what apple said i mean it's less slappy and more like finger style like oteal kind of yeah um, 
more melodic. And he can do all that. Yeah, he can do all the scatting where he's singing what he's playing. You yeah. know, <laughs> for the solos. It's so tight. And, you know, I usually just make sure I give him like um, a two to five minute or however long, really, uh, bass solo. I'm just get out there and rip it, man. And it's so awesome to watch because no one, most people haven't seen someone play bass like this. And it's just like Tucker, you know, like where, you know, you see this guy who it's like Jimi Hendrix on the bass or something, you know, you don't usually see these guys like uh, out there with yeah. such good stage presence and energy and passion. But there's something about being in a three piece that just makes you have to play mm. like more. Yeah. And and uh, it's a it's a dynamic that takes a while to kind of start to be able to harness because there's not many people on stage. So. You know, we slowly had to kind of tell Lucas to turn up a little bit, but once he cranked up, it was just all day. It was so. on, right on. It you can see in your face, like when you talk about them, how jacked you are to see them play <laughs> and to like do this with and, them, and that's dope. And when you're playing with them, watching it was uh, I watched two of the show when you guys played up here, like around four twenty in Portland. And then the like, yeah. like the few days before that, you played the volcan- volcanic lounge or whatever in Bend, and watching those. Shows, I think the Bend one that isn't that where he Lucas did the solo and he was scatting, and yeah, you're just looking at him like, holy <laughs> shit! I love when you see band members. You know, you're in the band with somebody traveling with them, and when you get those aha moments when you're on stage with them. You're just like mouth, yeah. just like, holy shit, what he's doing. I in a band with and you, I've dude. seen those moments with him. You know, I saw that a lot with Tucker, of course, but I'm seeing that with Lucas too, which is dope to see with the tra- It's a hard transition sometimes. And it seems like it's gone pretty smoothly yeah. for you guys. Yeah. You've been blessed twice, man. There, you know, and that's why I think we decided to keep going and, uh, and keep doing it because um, you gotta be, you know, take those blessings and uh, run with them. But um, the, uh, I was going to say there's like one band, like the aquarium rescue unit, they have like this really inc- incredible vibe where they kind of like defeat this self-conscious energy that, you know, some of these, uh, really genius musicians could, could have cause their minds are so powerful that was and Colonel Bruce all the way there, you know, right. And, 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 uh, Colonel Bruce would just be out there like totally playing nonsense on this little tiny guitar while he's standing next to literally the best guitarist of all time. And then, you know, the, in O'Teal and, and just seeing that energy is like, is really inspiring because they would just go into these little clubs and just blow them up like this totally weird, unique, original style that no one had seen before. It was just like, Holy shit, those guys are so good. And like, that's really what cycles has always wanted like to do like every night, you know, just like every other band. But I mean, that's kind of been our thing and why we wanted to play so many shows. So, you know, definitely grateful that we're back and we get to play some festivals and see you guys. So. Yeah, man. Right on. And, and That's know, cool. You know, I've asked other musicians this, but since we were talking about fish and the dead and like that experience, the and and it's not just fish and the dead. It's it's a live music experience that is happening a lot of the time. Um, is it a trip for you to think that like you've gone and you've had these experiences and it shows and now you're the dude like you're the dude that's providing that for people like well i think that those trips are what made it like um you want to do it more right you know like Mm -hmm. i always love to play and i always 
you know, I loved metal growing up as a seventh grader and eighth grader. I just was obsessed with like Eddie Van Halen, Zach Wilde, you know, Steve Vai and all the metal guys. And they're playing on huge, massive stages. So I'm like, even the thought of me being able to do that was so far. Like, I never believed that I would be able to actually really do that. I wanted to. Um, so just getting a chance to play at some of these clubs, like around the country over the, over the, you know, my, through my, the last five years of my twenties and now I just turned 31. So I just, you know, I'm just blessed, you know, like I'm keep, if I'm able to keep doing it, I'm definitely going to, and, uh, it is kind of a trip, but I think that, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to practice as much as I can so I can you know, play well when I get the chance. Oh, man. Wow. I'm, I'm stoked we did this, brother. Patrick, I... you got your head on straight, man. You really do. Yeah. It's, you know, still have, you can tell you still have the love, that original love, that initial love for the guitar. And being in a three-piece band is, you're right, you have to play big. <clears throat> and you guys are doing an amazing job and creating such a beautiful soundscape um, and a unique one. Yeah. And I just want to say thanks. And I truly, yeah. truly can't wait to see you in person. I mean, it's great to hear you and see you online and all that, but like nothing, but like nothing's live. like the real thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're stoked. Well, that means a lot. Yeah. And before we go to, we always, you know, tell people where they can find you guys, you know, social media, all that stuff. Where, where can people uh, find, find out music. about you? Oh, so cycles, music, uh, YouTube, uh, channel is our youtube channel i think it's just called cycles music um and then our instagram page is uh, cycles cycles music uh, on instagram so yeah and then same with facebook i mean uh i think there might be another cycles out there somewhere in europe or something like that but we haven't really had that problem too much so yeah. to be okay. easy to find us <laughs> right on. yeah man and, and the new album is coming out july 22nd 22nd okay. yeah july 22nd on every platform it's called terraform and uh we should have some pre-save links up on our page sometime soon but uh if not definitely check it out july 22nd all right yeah, on. Man. and uh we will see you not this coming weekend but a couple the following weeks. weekend yeah and, two weeks yeah at the peach yeah all right safe travels yeah, out there. yeah you, you and too, you kill man. it at beanstalk enjoy yourselves yeah, brother. <laughs> thank you guys yeah all you right. too it's good to meet you patrick bye patrick much all love right. man <laughs> take care That was fucking cool. That was really fun. That what was a, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad we we caught back up there. You know, them. like Mel said, it's cool to see people that have their head on straight. I I think that the last, I want to say, six, seven interviews, I'm so impressed by these younger musicians that are videographers choreographers businessmen businessmen and then the last thing they are is musicians almost but it's their greatest talent and they're not complaining about well i gotta go do this now and they're just fucking doing it and i'm so proud of this younger generation that is thriving thriving in the music business they're as hard as the music business used to be they're cutting and etching a new way mm-hmm. and it might not be easy, but 
dang, they're doing a good job. They're reforming an entire industry. Yeah. Yeah. And how it's literally from the ground up. I think there's a lot of that going on right now. I mean, think about podcasting is kind of the same thing. Like it's the wild west. Nobody really knows what to do with it. I mean, there's now there is more, but like when it first started, well, yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing or, but like the, the doing live stuff like that, been the last few years of people doing live podcasting and like it's it's a different animal and and you know with streaming being a thing and like record companies being out of the loop and being able to have a home studio that has the same equipment that you can get in an awesome you know wherever studio that you got to pay money for it's it's changed the game and then like I was saying to him I always thought that a musician was just a musician I had no idea that a musician showed up and played the show and a business owner and a truck driver and a nutritionist (laughs) and an exercise coach and you know, all this shit. Like like a little kid, they just want ice cream. They don't know that where it comes from. You can tell them a cow and they're like, what? (laughs) You don't know. It comes from cows. I'm going to go make ice cream. Yeah. But as a teenager, of course you think that it's just, yeah, you just get on stage and you get off and that's it. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure even those bigger, you know, names, they still had to like have an image and like do like ev- like not well, they everything. Played small clubs like yeah. Ozzy didn't just get born Ozzy Osbourne. Exactly. Well, yeah, he did. I take that back. But he didn't just wasn't well, he, just he playing. created himself and yeah. and, yeah, and worked I, through it. Yeah, he had to go through a lot yeah. of shit and back back, back uh, pubs of England. Yeah. <laughs> well, kudos to you, Patrick. And I, I got to say too, with Patrick, when you job. hear this, Patrick, I, I didn't bring this up, but I was watching you, and I, I didn't say this. I said this to myself, just watching the way he plays, like the way he plays his stature, that like he he's got a trainness about him and stuff. I thought in my head watching some of the YouTube videos. I was like, he seems like a consummate professional at many things. Oh, and, and it's like, cool. like, like he had his shit to like style, his look when he's playing, the cleanness of his playing, everything. And I wasn't wrong. No, nope, not <laughs> wrong at all. So let's do a commercial and then do the rest of the episode. What do you guys say? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right, commercial time. Here we go. Do it. Let's do it. So. Buttons on your underwear. So what? <laughs> if so you are, what, if you are in the Portland area, why don't you stop by one of two locations of Define, Define Premium, Premium Cannabis? cannabis. cannabis That's cannabis, right. We cannabis. said Define Premium Cannabis. There's one location in the Hillsborough um, area. That's where I'm at. That's right. And there is a second location in Forest Grove. Forest Grove. What are you going to do with those locations? You're going to go up there and you're going to be like, "Hey, I'm a listener of No Simple Road. I need to get some cannabis for my weekend." You know what's going to happen? They're not only going to give you a discount, they're going to give you the perfect, exact cannabis product that's right for you and your fun weekend. How much of a discount do I get, Mel? Mel or Apple? Apple. Well, if you come in and say you are a listener, we will give you a 10% discount off your purchase, and then we will give you a free t-shirt that you can wear back. And when you come back that second time, you'll get a 15% discount from there on out. Something I haven't mentioned in the past, too. We have our own farm, AP Farms, our own processing, first choice processing. So we make all kinds of our own goodies. We have eight new strains coming up next week. Wow. Eight? Yep. Eight not, new ones. Not seven. That are That's fantastic right. So if you making. want to have a relaxing, chill weekend, look up Define Premium Cannabis in the Portland area and go see them. Let them know you listen to No Simple Road for that discount and that free t-shirt. And then let us know what you thought. 
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Apple says that he has a trainus about him. A trainus. I yeah. like that word. Yeah, you have that, a that's, a, that's a high compliment right there. A trainus about you. What, do you have to be high to make that compliment? It find helps. the inner tray in yourself. Yeah. Yes. And find your trainus. Everybody can have trainus. And, and you can have CBDness. Too. So what would that mean for you if you were um, using your trainus, Aaron? Me? Yeah. Um, using my trainus. Huh. That's that's hard question. Why? That's I don't know. Um I, I if would, I was using my inner trainus, I would be having everything on point. Everything is done professionally and like the best it can be done. I would be using my inner trainus. I would just be being like super nice to everybody and bringing joy to the world. I'd be pulling the best out of everybody around me. Oh, you you use Jen's yeah, it's not there. I can use whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, she can do what she wants. Yeah. She did say that too, like being around him levels everybody up. Can you imagine that kind of a person who is not trying to make you do anything, but they make you do something? Just yeah, by you being just, around Yeah, just them. by, be, and there are people like that out there. It's just rare. Yeah, it makes you dig deeper and bring your best, I, your A game. I wonder if, if being around Jerry was like that. Oh, I would imagine so. You think? Hell yeah. To be in the yeah, to be in the presence of that. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. It draws you up. And it's not necessarily you want to like impress them. It's like you want to play as like the best you can with impress the yourself. best. You know. <laughs> well, I, I remember when we talked to yeah, uh, impress yourself. Yeah, I mean, really, like, like be like, wow, I, I did a good job. Yeah, that's like, that's like playing for the teacher yeah and i like i was gonna say i remember when we talked to tom hamilton and he was talking about playing between marco and joe Mm. russo and like it because they're such masters at what they do it the energy of it pulls you up yeah you know Mm. what i mean and and i guess yeah that's that's a thing about like master musicians these guys that have given their entire life to an instrument or to singing or whatever it is like they have this um air that is magnetized around them like an energy that draws other stuff in and i think that might be part of what we we react to as fans is that vibe oh yeah because i know when you talk about tommy hamilton or just period period like musicians that are magnetic like that there's not all musicians are like that Mm -mm. and there's good musicians that are not like that yeah that's what i'm saying like they're like just because you're an excellent musician doesn't mean that that crosses over but sometimes you can be an excellent musician and then the people around you're like dang i gotta practice or step it up or i'm gonna just bust out whatever i got you know yeah i mean Playing is hard enough. You know what I mean? Like learning your, when you get past learning the rudiments and you're starting to be able to feel what you play, 
it's, it's still not easy, man. It's, that's a life's work. Like I remember when, I don't remember who we were talking to. Might've been Billy strings. And I was like, do you feel like you've reached the top of your playing? Like well, Billy has said it too. Many people have and he immediately with that thing was like, no, like absolutely not. Yeah, and, I have so much to learn. And my thought was like, how can you be better than that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How does it get more? But it does. It's, it doesn't end. It's, it's like a, when people ask, how could you be married for so long and still be in love? Like, because it gets better. Like everything. And there's gets more. Better. Yeah, there's yeah. more. You change your, I like think about like specifically with Billy strings, he's into bluegrass. What if one day all of a sudden something came and he just was like, dude, I fucking love funk all of a sudden. And then he starts on his funk route. That would be amazing. Because <laughs> that, he's, would be that would be dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm done with bluegrass, but he still has all those skills, all that freaking, like, you know, all, all of that and bringing it into something new. So I think that you can always be better than, and even if you're dope. Can you imagine like Billy Strings and Parliament Funkadelic? Dude, you know? yes, <laughs> Billy I Billy Strings cow funk. Yes, it'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be fucking amazing. And, you know, just changing styles doesn't, indicate that you're still learning i don't think but when you've made a life's goal of music you know what i mean that's the style is is secondary to i'm a musician i'm a person that has honed the skill of bringing that channel opening that channel and spreading whatever that thing is that gets spread when we're open like that it's I mean, we witnessed it this weekend at Goose. Yeah, we did. But correction there, it was not this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it was on One Thursday. thing we loved about it, it, it was a Thursday night show, and, like, we all had Friday off. And so it was, like, a three-day weekend after the show, yeah. which was fantastic. And the show was amazing. This was... I. I said afterward, this was the first time, you know, the world's been through a lot and we have not had the chance in the last few years to go down and celebrate downtown Portland. And this was like such an awesome welcome back. Aaron said, I think it was Aaron that said it, it was like, this is healing for all of us and downtown. It was in the middle of all the buildings in a place called Pioneer Square and it was magical. It, it was small for a goose show, how, how big they've gotten now. It was intimate. It was just, it was what an amazing night. Yeah, it was, it was a trip to be in the midst of that and like think about the last two plus years of everything that's happened downtown in Portland and the division and the strife and the anger and the fear and all that shit that it was, this is what was going through my head while we were just getting started and like, in the middle of all of that, where all that happened was there's like a wound that's open down there. And we were there like putting, um, Neosporin on it, you know, like <laughs> antibiotic, antibiotic <on> <laughs> all over that shit. Like, you could feel it. You could, you could. And unless you were somebody that was in one of the hotels around us that didn't want to hear the music, you, 
<laughs> you probably weren't That's too That's the thing. It's like you do these, you, you can do the most incredible thing and it can piss somebody off. <laughs> like <laughs> That's you're true. never, yeah. you're never going to not piss somebody off by doing something, you know, yeah. and you just got to just do it anyway. Can't make everybody happy all the time. Keller Williams. It's one in my journal. I talked about it a few weeks ago. You can't please everybody all the time. And so do what you like, do what you love, do what's fun for you. And other people will like it and other people will think it's stupid. Well, let on that note, when we got home from the Goose Show, the next morning we were all sitting on the porch, having coffee, hanging out together. And I was telling Mel, I was like, that's enough of this fucking division in the fish and goose communities of everybody like talking shit on goose and like comparing them to fish and like enough, man. You know what? First of all, none of y'all motherfuckers are up there playing, you know, and, and we, to be talking shit is silly. Also, the thing about it is, is you're looking at it. So you're part of the problem. I never see that shit ever. (laughs) Never. I I won't even know to spread it because I don't even know what's going on. I'm just buying the ticket and being like, dope, let's go pina colada song. (laughs) And (laughs) you guys are all like, goose is going to be the next tray. Like, shut the fuck up. Let goose be goose. Let them rise up when they feel like it. Let Trey do his own fucking thing and leave it alone and let it be. Yeah, I don't even think Trey's doing that. Like, everybody's like, oh, passing the turn. Ain't no torch being passed. But he likes good musicians. It's an amazing (laughs) musician, like, saying you're awesome. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like like passing it on or anything. And That's it, like, man, you're awesome. And, and the, I like what you do. The biggest complaint that I've seen is people talking shit about the um auto tune on, on his voice. And it's That's like That's one of my favorite things. It's like, God forbid a fucking jam band brings something new to the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it use effect no another jam band ever used effects. No, uh uh-uh, <laughs> not on not on their voice, dude. I, I can remember the butthole surfers. Back in the 80s and 90s. Oh, that's how Gibby sounds. Yeah, he sounds like he's talking through a megaphone all the time. <laughs> but enough, man. Everybody, look. It, it, the way the world is today, there's enough division and enough arguing and enough bullshit out there than for us to be bringing it home to our family. Like, if you don't like Goose, don't go to the show. Change the channel. Yeah, man. There's a lot of other stuff to listen to, and that's fine. Not everybody, like Mel said, you d- everybody's not going to be pleased by everything. Totally get it. There's a lot of music that I don't like. But I how don't do listen you, to well, the, the part of the not pleased part, how do you express that? Keep that shit to yourself. Fart it out. Burp it out. <laughs> like, don't Move freaking, yeah, thing. don't bring it on into these freaking forums to like cause all this crazy dissension to be like, oh, I guess Goose kind of sucks to yourself and leave it at that. And then, but, but there's, that's, there's a book out there called everything I needed to know. I learned in kindergarten. Have you guys heard of it? No. It was like, put your toys away. Don't be rude to other people. Share your things. If you have extra manners. Yeah. It's just like, you know, simple stuff that, and one of the things is if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Yeah. You know what, man? <laughs> this world would be shut the fuck <laughs> up. Oh, <all> right. <laughs> that was the case. You could hear a pin drop. It'll just be like, hi, 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 <laughs> I gotta hi. go now. Hey. Okay. <laughs> no, man, you know, there's enough division out there, you guys. And it makes me sad because, look, these guys are busting their ass. I Since we've started doing this show, I've got to see the other side of how hard these musicians work. And- 
what it takes for them to be on the road. And like, fuck if, if all the other stuff aside, it's hard and you're putting yourself out there on the line in front of everybody. And that's not easy, man. So even if it sucks, it's awesome because somebody's up there putting themselves on the line and giving you something to entertain you. They're trying their best and to shit on it is mean. And that's all I got. I'm just like enough of that, man. Everybody needs to You're dadding it up right now. I am. You guys like a good scolding. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It makes me sad. I feel like our, our like, Jam band family can be so mean to but each listen other. To this. And it, well, that's going to continue on. I mean, like it's, the, thing, it will, the yeah, same that, thing to me and stuff. Like you, or, you know, a lot of people get in the comment. As soon as I start seeing mean comments, I stop. It's like hey, okay, I don't even want to go down that road because people are gonna they're gonna do that. The, the, they're gonna hate. The truth is, everybody hate has is a hate. right to say what they want to say. Yeah. True, but the listeners also have a right to listen to what they want to listen. Yeah, to. there's there's both sides, so you can talk shit. And you can also not listen to shit talk. Right. And there's yeah. a beautiful thing in the world right now. It's called choice. That's a, that's a and thing. And I think you should Boy, exercise that, not listening wow. to shit talk, babe. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But I just, being on Instagram, like I see the, the, like I was telling you the other day, there's like five or six meme accounts that like control the argument of all this shit. And it's like, how about if we use that? That power for good and People not evil. People are bored with niceness well, they, all the time, and you know it's true. If everybody was nice all the time, it would piss people off. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's well, true. Thing, you so know it. You the, know it. That's why you're laughing because you would it hate it too. I do. Well, the, the thing to me with like social media, I don't care if you have a million followers. You break that down to the population or anything. It's a small group of people. Yeah. You know, it's not really influencing anything other than that small group of people that like to go there. And talk shit back. So, well, I mean, if that's what you like to do, enjoy it. People are telling y'all to be nice. How about that? <laughs> yeah. People are saying, chill the fuck out. Be nice. If you don't like it, change the channel. That's all. Be nice. Right. Yeah. Be kind. <laughs> You're talking to yourself. If you don't like it, change the channel. I'd, Stop yeah. following those meme accounts, babe. <laughs> that's the first thing you need to do after right. we're done with this. Right. Totally. I, I just know that, like, <laughs> what we saw at that show this weekend was a band that's, like, on their fucking game. Well, and people even still had something to say about it at that point. Who? I'm, I'm not going to say the exact oh, well, name okay. and date. <laughs> they could have been into a jam two or jam oh, type three. Two yeah. Jamming, yeah. yeah. You know, God. like there's always some kind of little critique and that's why you just say critique Fuck it. is different than saying these guys suck chodes. Like that's not cool yeah you read a few comments the other day i was just like i don't want to hear that yeah i I feel i feel sorry for the people that feel like that it's like don't let it affect you that much change the channel yeah man i i just want to see us treat each other good and i that's what we do yeah we are we all do that i'm doing it i ain't talking to you too well anyway back to our fantastic time i love what we did because this was so fun like i said we got to do downtown portland right we started off by ever bunch bunch of friends and family meeting over here at our place and we took the train which we hadn't done in a while which the train station is like a mile from our house so we drove there because it's hard most places downtown is hard to find a place to park and you got to worry about your car or whatever we hopped on the train and it was a delight the entire time we had such a fun train ride and then when we stopped downtown Aaron's like here's our stop 
we stopped off. We stepped off the train into line. line. The line was right. I I thought we were going to have to walk a little bit or something. It was like, oh, there's the line. Here's Pioneer. That was pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. I would love to see more shows down there. Well, there was a lot. Uh, George Clinton and P-Funk. Unfortunately, we're going to be out of town to see um, Fish, but he's going to be there. I know that, I don't know, I can't think of anybody else, but there was like at least 10 people that performed down there. Yeah, that's a great. Modest Mouse. He yeah, was, just performed last week. Yeah, I heard that was a dope something. show too. Yeah. You know, it, it really is uh, um, amazing to see how Portland shows up for stuff. Portland is rad when it comes to that. Like, I just get totally distracted because you're staring at whatever that bug <laughs> is on the ceiling. I, I, I'm sorry. I pointed at this. Um, it, hang on. It, I, I got to stop because I can't continue. It's, spider. it's the biggest spider I've ever it's seen not, in my life. He's exaggerating. It's the size of a nickel. No, it's not. It's not the size. It's the size of like an eraser. How big is it, Apple? It's about the oh size God. of Okay, we're going to kill when, it. Hang on a second. No. We're going to put it outside. When you count your the legs as the size, that's not fair. Okay, hold on. We're going to put it outside. Bad. He came, he was coming for you, though, dude. He was. He, he was. That was that was touch and go there for a minute. <laughs> I almost died. Where were we? Oh, downtown. Yeah, yeah it's we cool were downtown on a Thursday night. Sure. Yeah. It. So, stepping off the train, getting in line, and then once we went through, like, the metal detectors and all that, it was like walking right into all of our friends. Yes. It was crazy. We literally did walk into all of our there, friends. I mean, there was a certain point evening. where, you know, it was, you know, you're in the crowd. Like you're, you're not like off to the side. You're literally in the crowd and you look over to the left and there's your homie. And then you're like about to walk behind you, step on someone's foot, realize it's somebody, someone, your friends. Then you go over to the right hand and somebody's pulling you because they're your friend too. And it just felt like a, a pool of family. Yeah. It was, yeah. So it, and it was also like when we go to these, it was a night of new connections. Like yeah. we said, we got to meet uh, Connor who is a Chandonator, a you, Patreon Connor. subscriber. And I finally, I was very happy because one of my favorite people in the cannabis industry, uh, Garrett, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Garrett and his partner, Bianca. <laughs> it was fun. Finally got to meet out. them. And that this, I'm going to skip forward to a little story of right after the concert. This is You're one of the funniest things it? of the night to <laughs> no, me. No, this is true. Yeah, I want to talk about it. It was hilarious. Like, Garrett, we're, we're walking down the street, and I'm standing there on the corner, and all of a sudden, Garrett and Aaron come running over to me, and they're like, Dad, Dad, can we get some? Because I always have cash on me. A lot of people don't. And they're like, can we get 20 bucks for balloons? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, here you go, kid. I actually ha- happened to have a 20 I left in my wallet. wallet. I was like, dad gave us money. Dad they, gave us money. And they went skipping off. And at the same time, there is a couple that are probably in their 60s. And all of a sudden, he runs off because he just got 20 bucks from his wife. <laughs> and me and his wife, we were standing there cracking up and we're going, grown ass men. Look at them. They're all like running over to skipping and giggling. And it was, it was, freaking so funny i don't always do nitrous but when i do once in a while it's a little fun <laughs> it is fun uh, once in a yeah. while yeah it was fun i was just kind of walking down the street back to the train sipping on my balloon it was fun <laughs> it was fun all i can do is just shake mel's just looking at me like you fucking I'm, idiot i'm the mom that's like Ugh, 
Yeah, yeah Mel wants to order here. a tank for home. Yeah, for, uh, I'm going to have a tank for my birthday. <laughs> Anybody like, want to come to a birthday party? Bring some extra balloons. I like what Garrett said. He's like, this is how you come down from a four-day run. You order a tank and ramen delivered to your house. You just lay on the couch and watch cartoons and eat ramen. That sounds delightful. I just, you know, for me, I don't want anything to make me dumber. I need every single brain cell that I possibly can get. Yeah. That's, I, I, you you can too. afford to use them. I can't. I don't. I don't know about all that can afford shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of drooling and leaning yeah, against the wall. It's oh. getting dicey. I need I need a, a little break after this summer. I'm looking forward to the winter Hunker down. hunkering session. Yeah, we're rolling into the holidays and fall, which we just got the, well, it's going to get warm again, but we got a taste this weekend of just beautiful fall weather coming. It was like so smell it, warm feel it. and hot when we were about to go to Goose and then we get to downtown where everybody's like, oh, I have to wear shorts. Isn't it? We get to Goose. It was Perfect. perfect weather yeah. the sun was covered by the buildings we had a breeze i mean it was just as good as it got yeah and you know what it ain't over though nope we got lots more to do mel and apple we do we and, and, and honestly coming. like when we leave apple i really don't care but i kind of miss apple this time and we haven't yeah. even gone yet i know i feel I, the same I, way like usually it's like I, yeah we're gonna go to Dick's. Peace out, Apple. See you later. And then now it's like, mm, well, again, I, I completely feel that because this turned into at first. It was just like you guys like going to Dick's for recreation. But this has turned into a Work. Osiris, no simple, yeah. no simple road thing. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not going to be there for it. But that that that'll happen eventually. We're we're all on board yeah. for everything. Sign up on Patreon, you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Help yeah. us get there. No. So. On Thursday, Mel and I are flying out to Denver, and um, Friday, we are going to be live streaming the shakedown from Dick's Lot. So if you're going to be vending there, or if you're going to be hanging out and you want to be interviewed live by No Simple Road, hit us up, info at nosimpleroad.com. We'll come look for you, or we'll just come look for you either way. But if you're not going to be there, um, it will be going from 3.30 p.m. Pacific time or mountain time to 5 o'clock. 3.30 to 5 mountain time on Friday. We will be going live from the Dick's lot to entertain and delight each and every one of you. Mel and I will. And Yay. then we are going to be also Saturday and Sunday. We're going to be podcasting live with the Helping Friendly podcast. And there is a lot going on. The, um. It's called the Cannabis Depot tent that we're going to be in, in the lot. And uh, they have like Trey's guitar tech coming and he's bringing Trey's guitar rig. And he's going to talk about the evolution of Trey's rig over the years, which is going to be fucking amazing. I can't wait to see that. They're going to be talking about like how to take care of yourself over a four day run. There's all kinds of topics um, that they're going to be discussing. So we're going to like be, that, how to take care of yourself or because we all think we got it down, but you yeah. know, you know, know, always use a little, a few suggestions. This is what's funny before we started going anywhere, like, um, you know, we're just going, I'm talking about with no simple road. When we started in 2017. We weren't traveling. We weren't like going to too many away state right. stuff. And we we're talking to the musicians about like, you know, when they are on tour and like being healthy and eating properly and, you know, how would you do that? And then flash forward, we start doing more things like that. Not anywhere in the scope of a traveling musician, but more than we had. 
and finding out just how difficult it is to stay healthy and um, on top of your game when you're traveling. Because one, if you're partying, you don't feel like waking up early. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you that right now. No, thank God and our call time's three o'clock. If you're waking up early when you're partying, you definitely don't feel like working out. And if you're not working out, you're not feeling the best, you know? So like it becomes like this little cycle of choices that you really do have to kind of like plan for. And so I don't know what we're doing to plan for that, but we, we did look for, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing that. The first thing we did was look for first watch. Yes, we did. We looked for this um, juicing place that Aaron and I had gone to in Pennsylvania. And, um, but yeah, this is going to be very interesting because the more we do events, well, the better we want to feel. And if we're doing live stream, we can't be looking like poop. Mm-mm. You know, we can't be all crusty out there talking. Well, about, hey, do you want like you I, can? I wouldn't want to talk to us looking crusty. <laughs> I'd be like, no thanks. My one eye going <laughs> in the wrong direction. <laughs> Welcome to No Simple Poop. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Tell here us to, all about we're it. We're here to disappoint and confuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Ta da! Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be dope, and I'm super excited to podcast with Helping Friendly Podcast and. And do that. And this cannabis depot tent, we had a call on Friday morning and they are pulling out all the stops for this thing, man. Like it just, if you're going to be there, look for the cannabis depot tent and the Osiris banner and the no simple road banner. We're going to be there. Come hang out with us. It's going to be fun. Right. And Oh, hell yeah. And then, then you come back and then we have the following weekend is rolling into Camp Suds down in Cottage Grove. I can't wait. I can't. Yeah. That's like going to be the perfect end of summer, close to home, send off. Mm-hmm. With all of our family, our Portland family. Yeah. And those bands are amazing. Oh, yeah. Family Mystic, Sponge, Cycles, Bodie Mojo, amazing. Just, well, each one of those bands, what they are doing for for their bands and for their career is pretty revolutionary and incredible. Like for example, on Tuesdays, family mystic goes to Mount Tabor park and performs for free and they get incredible donations. And sometimes they have other musician friends that are featured there and they've been doing that for last year. They did it this summer. They did it. Um, and then same thing with sponge sponge is doing their thing. They're traveling everywhere. They're like, Oh, we're going to create a festival a few months later. Boom. Got a festival. I know. So uh, just the tenacity of these local Portland bands has really, um, inspired me Me in a lot of ways. They're very inspiring. And I just want to say thank you to Sage specifically from sponge for inviting us out and, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm super looking forward to partying. I'm super looking forward to having the last hurrah and um, talking about stuff we don't know about yet. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like going without a plan sometimes. Like when we went to Peach, we had a plan. When we went to Mojo Family Fest, we didn't have a plan. Mm -hmm. And what we did at Mojo Family Fest was so fun. It was so cool. And I feel like that with, with this, with Camp Suds, like I'm okay with not having a plan for this. I think that <clears throat> getting there and feeling what's going on and seeing the scene 
will help us. Well, it's very, yeah, it's inspiring. To, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, well, let's talk about this or let's do this with all these guys. Or we're, we're also so close to all of these bands. You know, this is our local love, our local family, our local scene Yeah, at, at its best down in a cute little place down in Cottage Grove. Cottage Grove is cool, man. It's a dope little funky yeah, town. We just got a chance to go visit there after we went to the lake. And oh, have a did we even di- talk about the lake? How uh, cute that was? Um, I don't think so because we didn't do anything last week. No. But but afterwards we went and ate and I, I was I I'd heard that before, but like downtown Cottage Grove is where Animal House was filmed. Like the whole parade scene with the death mobile coming down the street and everything that was in Cottage Grove, and they even have a plaque like memorializing that, and it was it's kind of cool to see what we're heading down to. Yeah. Uh, last weekend, we were very very fortunate to receive an invitation to go out on one of our listeners' boats and just have a relaxing, cool water day, and so we did. And we also met with um, beadwork by Jenny um, there and Brady. And Brady. And Joel and Sarah and the three of us. And let me just say that it is underestimated how relaxing and um, like, re- like how much of a reset just spending a day on the water is. I, yeah. I remember just like l- the water was so warm and just like floating on my back in the lake, just chilling. It was the perfect day. It really was a perfect day. And for somebody to meet people and not really like, okay, you, you go to a concert and you like meet somebody and you're like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And then you go on beyond that and be like, Hey, do you want to come on my boat? You barely know these people. Like Joel barely knew us. And yes, he listens to the show, but I don't know how often or whatever he, he's. And avid. anyway, so, um, just, just that, like the, the friendliness of that is, that still gets me every time of how friendly our listeners are with us. Like it it could, it brings, it makes me emotional to feel that like friendliness is a feeling like they're putting it on us. Like here, I've got a freaking beer. Do you want one? Or Hey, like just that kind of like openness and sweetness is I, I'll never get over it. I'll never not think it's incredible or sweet or grateful for that. And and we also got to feel how in sync we are with with another listener. Like there was not a dull moment all day. No, it, we, we all each had a good time to, talking to each other separately, and then as a oh, group, yeah. it was also nostalgic and because when you wife. meet new people, <laughs> we're we're explaining more of our life and our situation, and like Aaron and Mel's kids, and like you're catching up and really getting. Because at a show, we get to know each other in that way. Yeah. And we get a boogie and party together and stuff. But then like that, you really get to know somebody and you kind of share your life. And yeah. it, it, it was amazing. Thank you so much, Joel and Sarah. Again, for that. Yes. again, No Simple Road, like the show blessed us and came to life in the form of beautiful people that invited us to go do something amazing and wonderful and wholesome. Actually. I just, when we were leaving, I was like, so some sweet angel heart of a person just invited us to like waste his gas with him on like (laughs) (laughs) come waste your time with me and like i don't know i maybe people have lots of friendly people and nice offers in their life and good for you but it never is lost on me when somebody's like hey can i 
you know, bring you a beer or, hey, can I, you want to go for a walk? And like, I don't know. I just like friendliness. Yeah. It, it makes me happy. Kindness. It, is, it reminded is me to too that uh, if our ships should pass, like we're on oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, and then and then after that, then we also have O'Teal coming up, Ooh. which is going to be another Thursday night show on September fifteenth at Revolution Hall, oh, which is going to be amazing because he's got Steve Kemock and John Morgan Kemock are both going to be playing so with three them. out of the. Well, who else is going to be with them? Do we know what's the last? I I'm not no? sure the other well, rest of the lineup. Okay, out of there, three out of however many. That makes me happy to know that we've reached three of those members of that band. Yes. And they're all no simple road family. Love that so much. Um, I'm looking it up. I'm, I'm looking up O'Teal and friends in Portland. Well then what is it? Yeah. Then you guys, you guys get to go to, you're going to a nice little Napa Valley wedding towards um, the end of September. Humboldt. Holy shit. Um, Check this out. O'Teal and friends with Melvin Seals. Steve Kimmock, Eric Krasno, and John Morgan Kimmock. What? Yeah. We've had everybody on the show. <laughs> oh my We've God. had the entire band Hell on the yeah. show. That is, yes. you know what? That's a big yeah, deal us. for us. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations, Apple, Aaron, and Mel. O'Teal, we love you and your friends, man. Yeah. Right on. O'Teal's got some dope friends. Every mm-hmm. time yes, it's O'Teal and friends. Yes, he does. Looking forward to that, man. And I just want to say, <laughs> I really... I'm enjoying learning to play the banjo lately. Banjo lately. Everybody out there who even cares to know about it, I'm working on my second song, Hotel California. What? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I I'm pretty good. Okay. I heard you. <laughs> you were just slightly singing the lyrics earlier, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I hotel. um. There's this um teacher on Instagram. Her name is Bernadette. Teaches music. Oh, Bernadette. And. I really like her. She has, she's no bullshit, no frill. She's not setting up the song for 80 minutes. She's like, I'm just playing it. These are the chords. Play with me. And I love that approach. And it's helped me so much. And even though I still suck at changing chords, I am getting so much better. And I freaking love it. And I can't believe that I've waited till I'm almost 44 years yeah. old to really get serious about playing. I, you were, you were getting much better because when you were first practicing on the porch, which <laughs> happens around, I was well, kind of when Cody and Aaron started practicing me and Ryder were, because we can, the banjo carries much more than a guitar. I love it. And for me and Ryder were like, Oh man. But then quickly within like a couple weeks, it was like, okay, that's suddenly not annoying. When, <laughs> when somebody is first learning, it oh, is kind gosh. of bad. You're like, yes. Oh, could you do that? Like, in the mountains could you go for a walk and do that and and now i hear you're hearing the progression and not just that but seeing the happiness on mel's face i have to say that mel it took so much guts to do what you did on instagram (laughs) that that takes a lot of balls man and Congratulations, babe. I just, you know, everybody, you've heard me talk about it a trillion times. I'm even sick of saying the same thing. I really am. But I have this, I've had, and I'll put it in the past tense, such a hang up with putting myself like out there, like personally, maybe in a group, not so much, but when it's personal, like reading my poetry or, you know, talking about something that I'm into by myself on my own. I just, for some reason, on a one-on-one basis, no problem. But on the show, there's a huge problem. It's like my head. I start thinking about shit. 
And thank you, thank you, thank you to Sky Dog Disciple. He has he's kind of like a champion for me. I really feel like he's always, you know, he'll he'll write he'll DM me specific things that I have mentioned or talked about and really he's listening. He's really listening and he the other day was like, "Hey, what about an update on your <laughs> your progress with music?" And he's right. It's true. I talked about it on the show. Yeah, and you I, don't play music for yourself. Like, okay, even if I tried to play music for myself, other people are going to hear it. So you're never going to play it for yourself. You're always going to have other ears that inadvertently hear it. Yeah, but putting yourself on Instagram yeah. is... On our on No our Simple, Road, no Simple page. Road page. Like, <laughs> I've been playing guitar since I was 12. I still won't put myself And I just there. did it. Like, the guys were sitting down there. I just was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah, you it. immediately jumped on it. Yeah, and- because, I, you know what, like... Maybe that's what I need. I need somebody to like pull me out of it and be like, hey, what are you doing now? <laughs> but it, it felt right. And it was, um, it sucked because I wasn't warmed up, but still I was fine doing it for some reason, you know, like, um, I guess I just need to get over myself and, well, and no, keep you don't. going you over did, it. <laughs> you got over yourself. Well, it I just happened, mean like right? it, it happened, but you know, like even that um, teacher that I was talking about, Bernadette, she talked about like being shy and not liking this, like the camera right up on her face and right on her hands and stuff like that. But she's doing it week after week, day after day. That's how she's making her money, of course. So she's got to do it. But like, it's like, we we're talking about goose goose is freaking selling out arenas and they're still getting shit, but they're still doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, when people give you shit, you stop doing your thing. Yeah, that that's, that's a real. True. That's if true. Haters, haters, you know, haters cause you to fucking. Yeah, quit. they yes. can cause you to quit, and so I, I don't know. I just I'm really grateful. Like I said to you, Sky Dog Disciple, for um just inquiring. Really, you didn't even. It wasn't even like serious. You just inquired, like, hey, you know, how about what's going on with your musical journey? And so I just want to say thank you. And well, as soon as I feel a little bit better, I'll put my Hotel California out there. Well. I'm super proud of you, babe. Thank you. Yeah. And also, uh, th- uh, thank you, because Sky Dog Disciple has kind of been a champion to all of us. I, I hadn't let you, I, I received the uh, bow, bow tie. tie. <laughs> um, we have obviously been doing a whole lot and have not yeah, so we're been not doing quite <laughs> on top of the weed reviews and everything, but that's going to start, a lot more is going to start happening as we hunker down for the holidays yeah. and are around here a lot more and doing it. But thank you so much, dude, for supporting us all together and separately yep. yeah seriously the, 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 the dad jokes and like I love all, the dad jokes. all the stuff well dude. the dad jokes the tarot reading the constant like you know ideas for our live stream and our show and bringing up questions like talk about engagement like that, that's that's what, like i wish we had money to hire him as a producer <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like that's the guy you need yeah, and you can help with that well, by signing is, up yeah, on Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash No Simple Road. All right. As little as one or $20 a month, whatever you like. You, know, you can do more than 20 but yeah, I also want to say one um, random thing. Congratulations to Joe and Joe out there who are doing oh. their thing. We just got their um, wedding invitation. We're not going to make it, unfortunately, because it's opposite coast, but they're getting married on my birthday. They are out there, fish lot, dead lot, traveling, Selling crab doing like their rangoons. thing. And they're living the dream. They're living the dream. They're young, in love, beautiful, about to celebrate even more with their wedding. And I just wanted to say, I'm 
I love you guys. We're Congratulations. so Congratulations. Yes. We're proud of you and we got your back. Boom. What a union. Yeah. <laughs> Power couple. Yep. All right, everybody. That's that. We, you know what? There's, there's more this week. So yep. I'm just going to leave it at that. And, uh, we have a bunch of really cool stuff coming for you. And like we said, we're going to be a fish and get your tickets for camp suds and be nice to each other. Quit arguing. And if you're up in this area, we'll be at O'Teal uh, at Revolution Hall on Thursday, the 19th. I, I will. Well, they're going to be gone to the wedding. I'm going to be at tab at Edgefield on the 24th. I believe it is. Yep. There'll be more things to come is because more Why things not? are going to get announced. That's right. So we will be back next week with more stuff and things. Remember, everybody smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate and take care of each other because, you know, we're the only us we have. So we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine it features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there